Brother Reinhardt from Christian Media Ministries Australia. I pray that this message of eternal life will change your life circumstances so that you become a blessing to others and healing will prosper your soul. Now today's message is about spiritual authority. When we are talking about spiritual authority, we do define it in the believer's authority what the Word of God is telling us in Luke 10.19, where Jesus is saying, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. So whenever you are born again, and the Holy Spirit is in you, that authority has been delegated to you. Remember the seven sons of Sceva? Sceva was a Jew, the chief priest, and his sons heard about the miracles and wonders of Paul's ministry and acclaimed false authority to cast out demons. And the demons answered them, Paul I know, but who are ye? Acts 19.16 telling us, and the evil spirit who was in the man, they were trying to free of it, leaped upon them, and overcame them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled naked and wounded. So the spiritual adversity will not recognize false spiritual authority. Only the real authority comes by being born again and walking in the spirit of the living God. And then we have the authority as a priest in our own household, where the wife and the children are under this authority. The pastor's authority is defined in 1 Timothy 3, 1-7, and relates only to be given authority over his church and the members. Also the deacons, who are under the authority of the bishop or pastor, have a divine qualification in 1 Timothy chapter 3, 8-13. Leading of the pastors is the apostolic authority. Men like Derek Prince, Kenneth Hagen, Billy Graham, Benny Hinn, or Roberts, where the ministerial authority has been given by the Holy Spirit over principalities and powers of Satan's domains. The twelve apostles had this authority given to them by Jesus. We have to understand that every kingdom has its defined authority. If the council of a particular section of the land gives permission to build a mosque, then that particular section is under the authority of that religious demon prince. And it is very hard here to preach the gospel because that demonic being will put a veil of the people's mind in that area. Uh, it, it gives us a glimpse. The word is saying here in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them who believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. The same goes with cults like Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Christadelphians, and the like. The kingdom of Satan is highly organized, from the lowest to the highest rank. Over each city reigns a demonic princely authority, and so over nations, and according to Daniel 10.13, 
uh, angel, angel Gabriel could not come to Daniel to give him the revelation of the time to come because he was held up by a prince demonic being who was reigning over Greece. And only Prince Michael, the archangel, uh, had to help him and then he could come and reveal the revelation. Now, these are his crop and were clearly shown by the Holy Spirit to Howard Pittman, described in his book, an eyewitness account, what opens up the second heaven, where still is the reign of Satan and his demons, until they will be removed by the Lord and come down to earth in the time of the Great Tribulation. I knew an evangelist praying daily against the demonic host in the heavenlies. He became very ill, and nobody knew the cause of it. Until he confessed his prayers, he had no authority to pray. We have to be very careful coming against authorities where we are not supposed in authority. When I preach in Africa, I can only do so if the spiritual authority has been given to me by that pastor or apostle. Now, demons know your authority very well. Then they have studied your life and know whether you are a man of spiritual authority or not. Pastor C, known to be a mighty man of God, he was ministering uh, before Hudson Taylor came to China. And he was known for his ability to fast and pray. When a demon-hassled man saw him coming, the demons in that man cried out, Pastor C, we are leaving. Do not torment us. Amid a scream, they were leaving that person. Another example, when Reinhard Bonke, a known evangelist, uh, was preaching in a Baptist church. Before he was attending the pulpit, demons came out of a lady sitting in the third row before he was even ministering. We see here that spiritual authority is assumed by living a holy life according to the Lord's commandments. Without that order of spiritual authority, a kingdom cannot function. In Mark 3, 23-25, the scribes were blaspheming the Holy Spirit by ascribing God's power to the enemy, a sin but cannot be forgiven and brings damnation to that person. We have to define godly authority and use it only as given to us by the word of God, delegated to us by the person who has that authority. What is the Holy Spirit? or the pastor or apostle, in the case we assume it, by ministering to the assembly. Now, coming to you, sinner men, who have heard this message of spiritual authority, please be aware that the Lord Jesus allowed you to listen to it, and will give also the understanding of it, if you humble yourself before him, that he takes away the veil from your eyes what the God of this world, what is Satan, has done, so that the word will not be foolishness to your spirit, but bring salvation to it. Now, God gives sometimes uh, a spiritual moment in our life where we have to make a decision. And this decision means we are inheriting spiritual life. But there is a condition attached to it. 
And this condition tells us that we have to fulfill four spiritual laws before God can really come into our hearts. In Romans 10.10, 10, uh, the Bible is saying, For with the heart men believe in unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And Romans 3.23 is saying, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 10.9, it does say that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now you're saying, what shall I do to be saved and have eternal life? Uh, in John 3.18, the Bible is telling us also, He that believeth in him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is standing before the door of your heart and knocks. And if you open the door of your heart, he surely comes in, and you will have eternal life. After the music is finished playing, I will pray a prayer. And if you, my beloved friends, with a sincere heart, pray that prayer after me, and believe these four spiritual laws, then the Lord Jesus Christ will come into your heart as Lord and Savior, and you shall have eternal life. Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. My dearly beloved friends, if you have prayed that prayer, we most certainly like to hear from you. Send us a short note to prayer at harvesttimeradio.com so that we may send you some material regarding your faith. You can also go on the internet to heinzharvesttime.org for more sermons and prayer support. I will pray now the blessing of the Almighty God upon you. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, 
to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Mm-hmm.